Hey guys, it's Andrea here. Welcome back to another episode of Transparency Therapy. We are almost done every day January. It is day 30. It's only today and tomorrow, guys. And then I'm going to take a little break and I'll be back noon improved. So today is actually Bell Let's Talk Day in Canada, which is basically a campaign to destigmatize mental health and to have people talk about it. And they donate money based on if you use their hashtag and if you watch their video and things like that. So, well, it's perfect for me to talk about mental health because it's what I do. <laughs> so, um, maybe I'll just talk about kind of really how it's affected me and how I've seen it affected other people as well. I, I've already talked about kind of my story, but I think that it still seems disconnected and I think it's still, mental health is still kind of this illusion and it seems very scary to people and I think that it's kind of categorized people that have mental health issues and people that don't. But honestly, I, I, I'd be very surprised if not every single person I've ever met has struggled with mental health. In the society we live in today, I think that it is, it is to our core, it's been, we've been taught very poor coping mechanisms and we've been overworked and it's very surprising if somebody has never gone through a depression or anxiety. I work in the pediatric emergency room and every day I see multiple people come in with either behavioral issues, um, suicidal ideation, cutting themselves, they have attempted to um, and their life, people in over, uh, a lot of people come in with intoxications, sometimes because it was a, maybe they were trying to commit suicide, or maybe they were just trying to escape reality and took too much of a certain drug, drank alcohol, and these are our youth, these are our teenagers, and they're already feeling so much pain in the world. Being a teenager is really hard. I, I, I was talking to a fellow nurse once, and she said, "What do they have to like worry about? Why are they struggling so much?" And I'm like, "Do you not remember being a teenager? It was the most horrible thing I have ever experienced. It was like this mixture of suddenly having all these emotions and feelings and." frustrations, but not being taken seriously, but suddenly having all this responsibility. So it's like you're being told to be responsible for all your actions, but at the same time being told that you don't know anything and you want to build relationships and you have, you're excited about life and things like that, but then you're just keep being pushed down by everyone. That's how I felt. So <clears throat> I see mental health affecting young people every day. But I also see it in my friends and family and just literally everywhere around me. And I didn't know for a long time that I had anxiety or that I was even depressed for a while. I, I th because I kept telling myself, oh, 
other people have it way worse than me. So if I was going to go say that that's happening to me, then it's like taking away from the other people that are, are having it worse than me. And I would tell myself that it was just like a phase or it was just like, oh, this is just me not feeling good this day. But since I didn't deal with it, it got worse and it got worse and it got worse. And I, it was probably years. And I'm thinking about it now. I think I had anxiety all through my teenage years. And it was never addressed. And I realized there was times I was reaching out for help. But I was respon- my, the response to that was always kind of either that I was being lazy or that I was challenging the system or, um, like, I I just find that it's negative response when, especially a younger person, tries to ask for help, but it might come out as them rebelling or not wanting to do work or things like that, but in reality, they might just be saying, I need help. (laughs) Like, I'm struggling with life right now, and I need support. We all need support. And I pushed away support for a long time. Well, I didn't push it away. I just didn't know how to ask for it. And I wasn't, people didn't know I had a problem. So I wasn't getting any help. And especially it was a different time then. Nobody talked about mental health. People thought that therapy was for really, really severe cases. And, you know... It's, some people are still against therapy, maybe not my generation, but the older generations have trouble understanding what it is, but I I don't necessarily think that's their fault. It's not even talked about that much. It should be something, it should be like, you know how you have your do- your family doctor, you should have your therapist, it's for your mental health. It should be equally equally important and just as you go for a checkup with your family doctor you could go to your therapist for checkups (laughs) on your mental health that would be great but right now it's not like that so we have to rely on ourselves we have to really be our own advocates and you have to look around you and say okay who's struggling has somebody kind of withdrawn from social situations lately um, maybe they need help, like maybe something's going on. Because the thing is, when you're in it, they might not know themselves that they are going through something. And they might be feeling all these feelings and really not understand it. And it is really scary when you don't know what's going on and you're isolated and you just feel, at least for me, I just started feeling super disconnected from the world. I didn't know what was real anymore. I was like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it was scary. Like, I felt like I couldn't move. And no one knew that something was really going on because I was such a social, outgoing person when I was out because I would really force it and I would put on this face and I felt like it was expected of me to be this bubbly person and... So nobody noticed that I was actually miserable and I would go home and I would cry or I would just not be able to get out of bed, not be able to get anything done, not be able to do what I wanted to do. I was just kind of 
stuck in nowhere land. <laughs> and I feel grateful that I've never been suicidal. I've never um, wanted, felt the urge to cut myself. But there are many people that do. The only self-harm that I have done is I would hit myself in the face really hard. And it was a mixture of wanting to kind of snap back into reality, but also it was mixed with self-hate. And I think the first time I did this, I was in the bathroom, and it was when I was dating um, my ex. It was a very toxic relationship. He was abusive on many levels. I don't really like to, I guess, say that out loud, but because I'm afraid that he'll come out of the woodwork and be like, what are you talking about? I was great. <sighs> but um, deep down, I knew I shouldn't be in that relationship. And I was, I think, so mad at myself that I was in the relationship and I felt powerless. I felt like I couldn't get out of it. And I just looked at myself and I just like slapped myself in the face and I'm like, oh, that kind of felt good. And then I just kept doing it. And then I would like look at myself with this disgust. Like it was horrible. And I mean, the last time I did that was like, so sorry, the first time I did that was probably five or six years ago or maybe more than that. Yeah, no, five, maybe five years ago. And the last time I did that was this year. No, not 2019, because we just changed years. It would have been last year, maybe in the fall. And um, if it gets to that point, it's because I'm missing a lot of red flags in myself, and I get to a point of kind of no return. And I think that this happens when I feel shame, and I feel like I didn't listen to myself, or I did like an old coping mechanism, or I feel like I failed, and then I feel so much shame, and then that's what I do. And it's like a punishment. And it's not good. It's very unhealthy. And um, it doesn't necessarily actually hurt me. In a sense, like I don't get long-term effects of it. I don't get scars. But um, it's definitely a form of self-harm. And who knows if I didn't control my um, mental health, if it would have led to other things. And it's really scary, and I, a lot of people really self-harm, and a lot of people are suicidal, and we don't know who they are all the time, and they might look normal and happy on the outside, and I think that we have to try to connect with each other and understand that we're all in this together, <laughs> and we should try to just be observant with your friends and your loved ones. Just notice if there's a little bit of a change in somebody's emotions or facial features. If they no longer like doing the things they used to do. If they are either overeating or not eating at all if you never see them eat. If they suddenly drink way more than they used to and to a point where they're really, they can't take care of themselves or um, if they start doing risky behavior or dating people that don't really make sense, 
that don't seem to they don't seem to really like but they're just with people for maybe they're feeling lonely or disconnected and they're just trying to connect with someone and when somebody's lonely and disconnected they might not text you and say that they're lonely they probably won't they're probably thinking I don't want to text anyone I'm a burden I think that's the hardest part that when you're going through this because at least my fear is when I talk to people about it I feel like I'm such a burden and that nobody wants to hear about my problems and I still feel like that I feel like maybe people want to hear your problems for a little bit but then they're like okay why aren't you over this yet that's how I feel now I don't know what the other people's feeling but I feel like it's probably exhausting if I'm going through a bad patch and always reaching out to the same person and that scares me because it's what I have and if I can't reach out um then it's just me <laughs> and at least that I have uh I do have my therapist with weekly appointments so that has helped immensely and another thing that i think helps is just accepting how you're feeling in the moment and deciding okay i'm going to feel lonely right now and i don't think that there's going to be a situation right now where all of a sudden a friend is going to come over or i'm going to be able to go meet someone so i have to accept that i'm alone right now and i have to figure out what is it that i want to do if i can accept that i'm alone and feeling lonely and if i can find the power to accept it then i don't go through this painful trying to seek out someone to spend time with and just be rejected or because normally this is like a last minute feeling and i'm like oh wait i'm lonely i want to spend time with someone but like people are already doing things and i don't have unlimited friends and so i'm just like okay i i'm going to be alone tonight and that's okay so instead of digging myself into a hole of feeling empty what what do i want to do to make me feel whole or like a bit fuller and that's when you can kind of go the route of overeating maybe uh like drinking alcohol things like that those are more unhealthy coping mechanisms that are just trying to fill the void but i think there's another kind of strategy that i have found that i can use with myself and it's like okay what if i'm not trying to fill the void what if i'm just trying to do something that i want to do and accept that i'm going to put my energy into this just decide that i'm going to do this and i'm going to focus on this i'm not going to keep looking at my phone i'm not going to try to like order food and i found something that um is the healthiest thing to do is to read a book and it, it is very challenging to read a book i wouldn't have been able to read a book i don't know a year ago because my mind was so all over the place and you really have to decide and 
kind of force yourself to not think about other things and just focus on the book. And the reason that books are better than movies is because a book, you're actively reading it and you're creating this story and you're using your imagination. Whereas a movie, you can easily just check out and you just become absorbed by the TV and it's a very passive action and it just furthers your disconnection to the world. Whereas if you're reading a book, you're present in the moment and you're like re in your reading and it's working your brain and you end up feeling better after. Or as a movie, you feel worse. This is my experience. It, unless it's a movie that you really, really wanted to watch and you've been waiting to watch and you've decided to watch, then that's okay. But if it's like, I don't want to do anything right now and I'm just going to blindly watch whatever show I pick, that's not good. It's never good. It's never going to make you feel better and it's never going to make you feel fulfilled. So I guess I didn't really have a plan for this episode. I just kind of wanted to be real with you guys and just talk about mental health and how it's for me, it's really a daily battle, and if you listen to my episodes, I talk about it often, and I think this is very common, and it I think that probably everyone struggles with this on a certain level, some worse than others. It's kind of like a, like a, where are you on the mental health spectrum? <laughs> and I just wanted to be known that it's real and everyone has issues with this and there are ways to get support. So if you are feeling like this right now, reach out to someone, see if you can get um, an appointment with a therapist see if um, there's any books that you could read but if you are going to read the book really really say okay I'm going to read this book right now and I don't have to worry about anything else I hope that your day is filled with joy and that you can be aware of yourself today and that every choice you make, you make consciously. And that you can figure out what it is that you need today. And what it is that you want to do. What, is it you, what it is you have to do, but also what you want to do. I'll see you guys tomorrow for the last day of Everyday January. And have a great day.